Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but... It's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Lemon Trek Off, my name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And we thought today um, that there's a whole section of you guys who are out there who are like, hey, man, Picard, I'm sure it's awesome and we intend to watch it. But like, we're waiting. We're not watching. (laughs) We're not watching it yet. Like, We're waiting till it's done. I can't tell you how many people. So my my um, very old friend, uh, Tara, was was talking today about how how she's looking forward to watching it. But she's watching Next Gen, doing a rewatch of Next Gen right now and is eventually going to. Gonna watch Picard, and I know which is kind of a really cool idea, actually, to do. Like, like like they're just gonna binge it at the end. I know a few people are doing that. Like my brother, um, who my brother is a doctor, and he doesn't have a lot of time, and he finally just started watching Discovery, and he's like, "Man, I'm not like I'm catching up on Discovery, and I don't have another day in the week to sit back and watch Picard." So I've decided that I'm gonna wait till I'm done with the first two seasons of Discovery, and then as soon as that's done, I'm gonna have a whole nother season of Star Trek to watch. So that's another way to go is just to go, hey. Well, I and especially Star- now that these like season, like w- w- this isn't a season of Star Trek like it used to be. Like that, that I will yeah. say, like we, we are paying for the, in a way, there's trade off for the high production value and all that stuff. Um, and it's the, getting like half the episodes or less than we used yeah, to well, get. Yeah, well, and. And I don't mind, I'll be honest, my opinion, I don't mind paying the money for CBS All Access. Like, like it, had they never done this, had they never even done Discovery, and they were like, hey, we want Paramount wants to kickstart a new, a, a new Star Trek, but in order to get it, you have to pay us $8 per hour of Star Trek that you get. And let's say this was like 2006, and they say it's going to be top-notch quality, movie quality. We're going to use basically a new Star Trek movie every week, but it's going to cost you $8 per... I, absolutely. There's no question that I would have done that. Like, I would have <laughs> done that... I would have done that back when, like, I, like, truly didn't have a pot to piss in, because it was like... Like, when a Star Trek movie came out... Like, think about it. When 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 Star Trek Into Darkness, not that great a movie, came out, we paid to see it twice in one night. Yes. Like, we paid to see... <laughs> we paid, you know, 20 bucks per ticket, and, and it's 20 bucks for you, and then 20 bucks for Mr. A to go see it. So that's $40 to see four hours of Star Trek in one night. You paid $10 an hour to watch Star yeah, Trek. I did. And it wasn't that <laughs> I've good. I've never thought about it. Like, I've never broken it down like that, but you're you're right. And people are like, I don't want to pay I don't want to pay $2 an episode for Star Trek. Really? Really cuz I waited 10 years for this shit to come back. Like, <laughs> so I'm actually kind of all right with it. <laughs> yeah, we we've done like 100 something 100 sub two like probably close to 200 hours of talking about Star Trek. Yes, I will for uh, for the for the just little bit that we have. Yes, thank you. 
Yes, I, I, would, I would be more than happy, more than happy to get all the entire amount of Star Trek that we got in the first five Star Trek movies with ten times the production value. Yes, please. Yes, in, in, in a month and a half. Yes, please. Yes, I would like that, please, for $2. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes. yes, I will do that. That occurs to me as a fair trade of my money. <laughs> What thing about the original series fans pre next gen who like all they got was a new Star Trek in the theater like like between nineteen between like what nineteen seventy nine and nineteen eighty seven in those eight years they got five Star really four Star Trek movies four two hour movies they got eight hours of Star Trek in eight years that's an hour per year and they paid you know full ticket price for that and we're like two dollars for an hour of Star Trek every week pshaw. Oh, I know the, the 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 way we have gotten, and 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 it's because everybody's doing it right. And it's like, well, everybody wants their little two bucks, and this shit starts to add up, right? That's and if you only like love one thing, you're fine. <laughs> but if you know you have other <laughs> desires it's a little but again bit but that's but that's how that's how fucking lazy we've become right because it's like oh honestly, we've definitely become lazy and entitled let, like let i'm not be, let me be clear taking I've, anything I've got, away from that i've got a stars <laughs> membership that i paid like six bucks a month for as an add-on that i haven't canceled and every time i see that i'm still paying for it i'm like oh yeah i need to cancel that and i don't i mean to but it's too hard I gotta go on the computer to uh, do like, it. So like, like, seriously, you, you that's wait, so you could, true. You could wait till Picard is done and just get Disney Plus, and just get Disney Plus, and for eleven ninety nine, get Disney Plus and Hulu ad supported Hulu, still still Hulu, and literally watch all the Mandalorian, every Disney movie you ever wanted to watch, and then jump over to Hulu, maybe catch up on like all of like. Like whatever else is there, and then cancel that. Jump over to to Netflix, watch all of The Witcher, and then when you're done, go. Hey, I want to watch the entire CW Arrowverse because guess what? It's all up there now. It it's is. all up there. You can watch all of Arrow right now on Netflix. Just all of it. I'm gonna go watch all of Arrow. I was meant to watch Arrow. Let's watch all of it. And then when it's done, let's say you never saw Game of Thrones. Well, guess what? That's done now. So and and we don't have to do like you've done, Alexia, because they like the the show goes a completely different way than the book. So go for it. Get HBO for a month, and you can watch all of, of that and and do that for a month. And then when that's done, then you can get like then you, Picard will be done, and you can do Picard and all of Discovery and watch three seasons of Star Trek for all you have to do is eight bucks a month. If you're just like kind of not too lazy to cancel one subscription and get the other one. It's fine, but we're all like, I'm not going to pay for all these things. You don't have to pay for all these things. It's two keystrokes. No, Cancel I know. One. We really Let's are. Start the other. It's all you like. I have because I have to say, I've there's there's definitely like I I'm aware I'm paying for Disney Plus, but it doesn't feel like I'm paying to see those movies. If that makes sense, like I just saw re- very recently, she showed up because I I don't have cable at all like so the only um entertainment access i have is through apps like netflix and hulu and disney plus and prime video and all access and all that stuff and i have the stars add-on which every time i see it and i'm like oh that's right we're paying for that i can think of at least one time during that month when i was like looking for a movie that i know i own but i just wanted to watch it I didn't want to go find it because I literally have 3,000 physical movies in my house or more. 
and like I just didn't want to find it. I probably got six or seven hundred, and I won't. I I I won't. Will not pull out a disc now. Oh, I will if I have to, and I have had to. But like, but it was just, but where stars just had it, and I was just like, ah, sweet. Now I don't have to do that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or just like, like I just watched Head Over Heels again this this month because um I love that movie, and God is Freddie Prince Jr. adorable, and it's it's a cute movie. Um, especially, you know, around Valentine's Day and all that. So I like, I just had a hankering. It's one of, it's one that I've watched a lot. It's funny uh, and it's fun. And so I, I go through, uh, what I do is I go and I search through all the things and they didn't have them. I'm like, son of a bitch. I don't know. I have to pay for it. I have to pay for it. I have to buy it. I have to buy it. And then I get, I get, and then I get to prime and it's like included with stars. I'm like, yes, score. Um, so that's why my stars is always like, it saves me every month for something but um i saw so what i have is like a basically a screen that's populated with some things i might like from all of these services whether i have them or not mind you on my like like tv video app on my playstation which is primarily where i do all my viewing and i saw um the lion king come up the live action one and i'm like see now i was unwilling Or, or 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 the or the completely cgi animated film the lion king that has no live action that is of the any kind. What I'm talking about, yes. yes, that that I was like, I, there's no way. I, I'm not. I'm not giving you money to see this thing. This is a ridiculous idea. Why did you make this movie? But I find myself now that I saw it came up, and it's just included in my Disney Plus. So now I have to like go pay for it. I'm not going to a movie theater and giving them an exorbitant ticket price <laughs> to see it. When I think it's ridiculous, but I'll take the time. I have time, personally. I know not everybody does, but I I happen to. So I was like, "Fuck it." You know what? I've been thinking about it for like a week now. I keeps coming. I'm like, I think I might watch that eventually, like, cause it's just there. And that's how I wound up watching Aladdin, the live action Aladdin, because that was another one that you and I have talked about. And I was like, no. No, I'm, I'm not so, paying for I'm that. I'm so interested. I'm so interested to hear what you think of it. Should I? Can I recap my thoughts before you give yours real quick? Or let's give yours. Let's give yours. I want to hear your thoughts. Everybody knows mine. Well, so yeah, because I remember your... you telling me, like, it's different. Like, yeah, no. If you're expecting it to be, you know, the cartoon, it's not going to be. You're going to be disappointed in that front. So it's, to it. But you like that Will Smith did his own thing. And mm-hmm. and I was like, I guess I could kind of see what you mean. But, like, I just, uh, for me, there's just a lot of love for Aladdin. For whatever sure. reason, that's just one oh, of the ones I, I, I that I watched Aladdin. a lot. It is. It is. I. It's one of the movies I might say that I have more love for than you do. Wow! How about that? Let me put that out that. there. Let me, can I give but, you my stats? Can we? Can I give you my stats real quick? Of, of how many I times you've the, watched it. I worked at the. I worked at the movie theater, Montgomery Mall, um, <laughs> uh, when Aladdin was out. I was there the day it opened, working the line, and then when it was done, my shift ended, and I sat down and watched Aladdin by myself. One of the first times I ever watched a movie by myself. And fell in love with it. So what happened is I would time my lunch breaks out every three days so that I could watch it in the theater over and over and over and over again. So I would knew I knew where to pop in and where to pop out so I could watch the first third and then do the rest of my shift. The next day I would do I would do my shift up to the point where the second third started, and then I would do do my lunch break there, and then I'd do the third third because it's ninety minutes long. I do and I'd finish the movie and I did that over and over again. And wow. then when that was done, I, I started taking everybody I could think of to go see it. I would take girls to go see it, guys to go see it. Keep in mind, I'm a junior in high school, I'm, and I'm a dude saying, hey, everyone, let's go see Aladdin. <laughs> I, I had... 
I played I oh, played the that soundtrack. Is really funny. I I had I had the first version. I wish I could find it. The first version of the soundtrack where he goes, where they cut off your nose if they don't like your face, where they yes. change the line to where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense. Tense. And I can and I can tell yes. where the new line is entered because the audio is just slightly different. Um, uh, I can I can tell you I, I I I can point out little frames in there like when the genie says talk about your trunk space check this action out I can know that that's a last minute added line because the genie's mouth doesn't move at that point I can tell you everything that happens in the movie even to the point where it was still playing in spring break when I was in eleventh grade and I went to go visit this girl that I met like met at camp and she lived in New York. And I was like, I'm going to show this girl who I think is so cute. And I took her up there, and I met all her friends. And I was like, I think you're so cute. You got to see Aladdin. And I went to go see Aladdin with like like this random person I had only seen for like two days in my whole life outside of camp. And I took her to see Aladdin, and that's my wife now. So the first movie I ever <laughs> saw with my wife in the world is Aladdin. That's crazy, so, dude. Yeah. So when I say I have love for aladdin you do yeah no this is one of those times when you're like like this is star wars level love for you man yeah i i don't love it as much as i love star wars i can't rewatch it as much as i rewatch star wars but it has a very personal place in my heart and fucking it up would be a very bad idea so so i was pleasantly surprised um, to spoil my thoughts, that while it is by no means perfect, it was, in my opinion, by no means fucked up. But the question is, Alex, what did I? <laughs> what did you think? Remember, I was convinced that was I was going to hate it. I was prepared to hate it. Arms I was like, folded. I will folded. watch it over your ginormous chest, arms folded. <laughs> yeah, comfortably, like, comfortably resting. Just, really, <laughs> uh, yes, resting my chin on my tits. I uh, watch it. Um, and Justin says that it's kind of okay, and maybe I don't know that I can trust his judgment though, because he jizzes in his pants over dumb things. Yeah, uh, we disagree. We disagree sometimes. So sometimes. I was like, "All right, all right, I'll watch it though," because it's you know what I was. I was like, part of me really wants to though, just because I really love Aladdin, and at least in a, in this case, I could see there being some. I know, like, I know they did a Broadway version of it, like a, a Broadway show, and I'd seen, like, a behind-the-scenes on that, and I thought that was a cool idea. And, of course, that guy can't be the genie from the movie. That's not possible on stage. And now they can actually cast yeah, ethnically appropriate people um, that they don't got a lot of compelling roles for. And so what I, what I felt like became evident to me about halfway through watching it was what this movie felt like more than a live action version of Aladdin as I knew it was that this was a live action version of the Broadway show. That this was basically there's of, there's a movie of Bolly, version of, of the Broadway yeah. show because there were definitely what was very interesting to me. Like, and th like, I'll be the first to say I never would have expected to say this because I said this literally to my sister yesterday when she stopped by. I was like, if you haven't watched it, because both of us, this is one of our favorites, it's up there, you know? I was like, if you haven't watched the live action, I know you have Disney+, Plus. it's on there, watch it, you won't be sorry. You will be pissy for about two the first two-thirds of it, you'll be mildly pissy. But all the stuff that they changed, they have changed huge, major things, and she made this face, and it was the face that I know I would make, because we're twinsies, and I was like... 
Well, now we're not literal twins. We're Irish twins. So, like, I say, we're twinsies. And I know I would, that's the exact face I would make. And I was like, but no, those are the best parts of it. Like, there's a brand new song, and it is now my favorite song from Aladdin. I love it so hard that I immediately looked for it to buy the album on Amazon just for that song. Because the rest of the the rest of the musical numbers are the original ones done eh. in a Will Smithy hip hop type of way. Like eh. You know what I mean? Well, or even the two leads. Like, there's something I noticed this when I was watching it that I hadn't. As and I think this might be no. Yeah, this is the first. This is the first live action musical adaptation I've seen from you Disney. Haven't seen Beauty and the Beast? You didn't see Beauty and the Beast? Oh wait, no, I did. Never mind. Yeah, I lied. It just, it just scrubbed from your memory a little bit. Yeah, it's because it was it pretty much the same. What I noticed in this was the singing, even from like the two leads was so um there's a quality about it that sounds like broadway singing if does that make sense yeah it does and disney movies have there's a quality about the way you sing in a disney movie that was missing from it and i felt that lack in the numbers that i was familiar with the numbers that i knew and loved and knew all the words to and, and all that like you were talking about like I could I felt that for those numbers, but for this new number, this number that was made specifically for these huge changes they made to the plot, and they gave Jasmine so much more everything, and this song in particular, Speechless, I fucking loved it, dude. I was like floored by how they, much better that was. Here's the interesting about thing about Jasmine. One. She is in the skimpiest outfit in the cartoon, and not that you know, not that you know, you can't be skimpy and be sexy if you want. But for 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 a kids' movie about her being empowered, the fact that she is all belly button, like basically a bikini for most of the time, there's a part of it that felt a little. I was always a little, eh, about it for for her, and then to make her, you know, she was strong. But then I think back to what you said in our movie about you know that's all that they let you be is strong, and she's not incredibly nuanced and she ends up being relatively damseled at the end with the exception of one two things one or two things that she does i think right. that giving her the amount of agency they gave her in this movie is oh the my right god choice. i think I and think, and, the, um, and the costumes she gets to wear that i know are are actually indicative of um of the area and yeah. and the time period they're sending it in god they're so beautiful like and then, and she's and then I, so beautiful and he's so beautiful and, and and they're like, all people of color, and, and I think that that's that's and really the colors, well. and I loved, and the reason I say it feels like the Broadway movie, like the movie of the Broadway uh, uh, version, is because in the the big numbers, there are these huge, amazing, like dance sequences, and there's one section yeah. that's a complete dance sequence, a completely different scene, new scene, that's an entire dance sequence that's really fucking cool is it are you talking the bit where the genie makes him dance yes that's so great it's so it's fun so fun it's a ton of fun and, and the right dancing the is too, so total, so cool makes, makes total sense the genie would do that too especially this genie. yes yeah it's really it's, it's really fun. and i love that they gave the that they gave the like for once they gave the genie like like a love interest too like they gave him a reason to and he didn't just want to be free he just wanted to be human 
Well, and, the, and, the, and then when you find out the end, the fact that there's that twist at the end is that. Oh, I know. It's it's great. I mean, it's, here's here's what the movie and, does. But, well, and like, where, where, but just the fact that by and and the and and I realized too, like the way that her father is so different in the movie. And I was like, and if you think about it, like if you're gonna do a live action of it, it doesn't work if you make him as silly as he is in the cartoon. Like it's just, I can't believe that. Like I'm, I, I would really struggle with a guy who's that dopey. Like you put your boy, you know, like as the actual human being that is Who's supposedly the sultan. Um, the yeah. sultan. Yeah. And yeah, I think and well, am I sultan or am I sultan? Like I love that he's like, I have been afraid for you and you've got this. And I'm gonna no, let I, you do I, your thing and you do whatever the fuck you want, babe. Like I was I was like cheering by the end of that film. I was so surprised by my reaction. I think that there is a real, you know, it's hard to do a live action remake. It's generally a bad idea to do a live action remake. Let me just put it out there. It's generally a bad idea. Yes. Because it's so hard to succeed. You must at once give everybody everything that they loved about the animated film. And yet, you must necessarily give them new things that they did not have before. And by gi- and if you give them the new things they did not have before, they there's a strong chance that they will not like those new things because those new things do not belong in the things they love. For instance, I love caramel. I'm still getting used to salted caramel. I taste it. I go, hmm, I can tell that this is pretty good, but do I really want salt in this? And it's just sort of how I feel <laughs> about these movies. And you get to a point where you know, I encourage you to watch the new Lion King. I, um, I will do it, like I said, because because I already have like the the Hulu because I already had Hulu, so really the the Disney Plus Hulu package is pretty much what we were paying before. Yeah. So so here's so the thing about, like about the new Lion King and the and the new Beauty and the Beast. It's that it it is at least lets you sort of see the thing you liked before for the first time again. At least you get to sort of like like. It's like I don't know watching like watching an old two D movie redone in three D. Like okay, you get to have a new experience watching the same thing that you saw before because they are the same thing. If anything can be lobbied, the new Lion King, which is expertly made, it looks beautiful. It's it's good. It's if had there never been a Lion King, it would be great. <laughs> it would be you. You'd go. This is such a good movie about these lions. It's sort of like Hamlet, but it, they're the lions. It's great. <laughs> but you, you <laughs> be like, holy shit! Look at these lion Hamlet movie. I love it. It's great. Um, but but <laughs> you, you you already had it, so you're watching. You're going, wow! This is just like the other one. <laughs> it's just exactly and With precisely less expressiveness. Almost shot for shot. It's like they used the original Lion King as the storyboard. And they just said, let's just do that. And I don't know if there's a better way to do the Lion King unless you're doing like a Broadway production where you're like, where you have to do like, I don't and know. And that's the thing. The Broadway production for that is amazing because it's all these, this crazy puppet work and like multiple you can't people. Ha- you can't have real lions doing it. And that, and that becomes the mother, like, like the audience goes, okay, we can't have lions. So we will accept whatever else you give us. But, but that's this audience, the thing. There's, be- there's, but there's something there. There's another art form happening there. Like I, I, I got to the unbelievable experience um, 
that, like one of like you know on, high on my list of experiences thanks to a, a friend of mine named Shelly. Um, shout out to Shelly. Like as as though she listens, she totally doesn't. But she um got us tickets and we drove all the way to like I think we talked about this at the time when it happened, like to Philadelphia or we drove like far. And I was like, where is this? And it was to see this this dinosaur show. And they I mean these Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh? Thank you. We also was in Pittsburgh. And it felt like I was in the room with dinosaurs. Like if I looked real close to try to find the feet of the puppeteer that's in the half of the velociraptor or the whatever, you know what I mean? Like I could find it. If I look for the, you know, if you look for the cracks, you can find them. But if you let yourself get caught up in the artistry of what you're seeing, you're like, oh my God. Like, I feel like that is like, I'm in the presence of, a brachiosaurus right now and it's beautiful and look it's so sweet look at its sweet face yeah. or a t-rex and a velociraptor going at it like oh shit that is rough it is a good thing i am up here um you know what i mean like it can really there's there's another level of artistry happening there and the thing is with with cg like i've said it before like you there's, you're not bringing something new to the story with it. You're well, just think, not. I think that's. I, I don't think that's fair. I think that that you know only with that fact, one simply it, because there's no human beings in it at all. Well, I hear <laughs> here. Hear me out. I think that that them touting it as the live action Lion King because that's what we're calling it. I think the problem is, and I think the animators actually got kind of pissed about it because a lot of the original animators have moved on to doing CG yet they were not included. Um, and they're not credited, and a lot of the shots are theirs. But you know, a, if you watch those credit scenes, a lot of people work really, really hard. There's some amazing artistry happening in the new Lion King to turn a 2D animated film, especially some of which is poorly animated. There are poorly animated sequences in the Lion King that that if you look into the history of it, you can find out why that they were like, we need this sequence in here. You have four days, and and <laughs> they show. Um, um, but ultimately, the movie is, it was so perfect that you can't really do it a different way. I, my point is that it's it's hard. Yes, it's almost always a bad idea because it's the the chances that you're gonna succeed are really low because the best you can hope to do is is be as good as the original. And you're never right. Do that's it. that's the so bar think, you're shooting for. So you're very likely think, not going to even reach that. I think Aladdin had some problems that needed to be fixed. The biggest problem being that Aladdin was based on Tom Cruise. And despite the slightly sh the slightly browner shade of his face in the movie, he looks like a white dude. He looks like Tom Cruise. And he's voiced by a white dude. He's vo voiced by the, the boyfriend from, from Full House. You know, he's, you, know, that, that's, you, you go through and it's not, you know, it's a movie, the first movie that Disney is doing where they're sort of tackling the Middle East. And it's done in a very not people of color way. And and yeah. the fact they're like, okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do you know, regionally appropriate casting, and we're going to. And the thing too is that region, like particularly in, in, in the, the history of it, and like the clothing and the architecture is incredibly beautiful and unique, and their culture is incredibly yeah. specific and unique and engaging and interesting. And it's like, why are we not like? Yeah, like I definitely noticed that I got. I felt like I got that from the live action and i don't feel like i got that at all from the we animated need? we needed we, we needed jasmine who was a necessary middle step 
and I want to say this very clear about the cartoon Jasmine. She is unacceptable today, but you have to keep in mind where Disney princesses were prior mm-hmm. to Ariel, Jasmine, and Belle. You must absolutely keep in mind where they were before and how yep. and like how Belle, and how much that was a huge step forward. Like I yeah. the because fact that, think, think, think about this guy. Sleeping Beauty literally that, does nothing. Nothing the fact at that, all. The fact that Belle could read was a big deal in 1992. <laughs> like, like, she yeah. reads? No way! What? So, but, but at the time, we were like, wow, this is very forward, and she refuses the advances of a handsome man. Oh, my goodness. And What is and wrong think, with her? <laughs> I think I think that, and, and frankly, I think that while Tarzan is not a great movie, Jane in that Jane was sort of ditzy and d- ditzy and and allowed to not be um, like she was allowed to be sort of klutzy and not sort of up on a pedestal perfect as Disney princesses go. She well, I know she's not technically a princess, but if you look at all the princesses before, they are practically perfect in every way is the way they handle this. The fact that the Jane of the Tarzan movie is a Jane with flaws is also. Interesting. I have. Uh, I think. I feel like Pocahontas is problematic in her own right. I think Esmeralda is is an important step forward too in, a, in the largely ignored um, Hunchback movie. I feel like they're inching forward. But now you look back and you go, well, it may be inch forward for the time, but now it's super dated. That that Jasmine's a chick in a bikini who is a little bit forward for a little while, then gets dazzled and dans- damseled and gets out of it by kissing the dude that she doesn't want to kiss. Um, right. It's it's you know at the time it was daring now it's not so giving saying giving her more agency also important then yes. you get a huge problem because what is Aladdin about it's about Robin Williams being Robin Williams and now we don't have Robin Williams what yeah. do you do and that when I heard that Will Smith was going to be doing it I was equally concerned and can I say. I realized something and seeing this, and this is reflected in how this movie did. It's reflected on how Bad Boys 3 is in theaters right now and it's doing gangbusters. Can I tell you, I just saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and it's got Jim Carrey back doing Jim Carrey for the first time in a long time. And you can say Dumb and Dumber 2, which is already like six years old. And that's my fa- like least favorite Jim Carrey character is, is his character in Dumb and Dumber. Ugh, I, don't, um, I don't like either um, of those movies. Ugh. Um, but like this is him back to sort of aggressive aggressive Jim Carrey sort of the you know Ace Ventura Ace Ventura the Riddler me myself and Irene liar liar Jim Jim Carrey is what he's doing in Sonic and oh, it's I definitely doing really see it well then. and it's getting good <laughs> reviews and this is what it shows think think about it Will Smith did did this movie then he did Gemini Man which is him fighting younger him but that's serious Will Smith and then he did Bad Boys where he's back to doing the Will Smith we liked guess what we paid for Aladdin and we paid for Bad Boys, but we didn't pay for Gemini Man because it turned out that like we missed that guy. I missed the Fresh Prince, and I missed agreed. Ace, I missed Ace Ventura. Yeah, and when we got them back, we're willing to shell out our dollars. So mm-hmm. you know the fact that they gave me, if you really think about it, because because I well, and it, and I also felt like there's some really beautiful moments in that movie between him, like the only thing that was off-putting was the C- like the way they CG'd him sometimes as the genie that took me out of the moment and I was like I wish you just kind of left him not genie and just like blue yeah. Will Smith in costume or just Will Smith in a costume right now because yeah, or just like, like not blue like make make the genie totally different he's like you know, because make it- in those moments when he's really connecting it it because he's he's he really does have a way he has a lot of heart Will Smith has a lot of heart to to show when given the opportunity. 
and he really shows it well in that. And I felt like there was a grounded nature to the genie, even though he was kind of wild, that that was very that he just he hit the note really well. And there was it hit me in the feels differently his relationship with Aladdin it's than not it did. I want to be really clear. It's not no. better. It's not better. It's, but it's just world, it's it, different and it's and it's beautiful in its own way. In a world where you could have cast Jim Carrey or you could have cast another wild comedian, casting Will Smith is is sort of brilliant because he tells different and his jokes land too. I love it. I love it. You got to be more specific. I mean, I could just make you a prince. <laughs> it's a really funny joke. It's a really funny joke. This would be stuck up with that guy all night. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I think that it is the best you could have done. Um, and what it did for me is I got to see Aladdin for the first time again. And that's pretty neat. And guess, guess who I saw it with my wife and that's guess where I saw right. it in upstate New York. That's so perfect. I went to upstate New York, literally. Oh, the romance of it for Valentine's Day. You know, it passed, um, but still. Ah, yeah, it's a good story. It's a good story. Ah, it is a good story. All right, so hey, we, we have some Star Trek stuff to talk about. Um, uh, like Speaking I said uh, before, we are we are French, not to cards. Uh, we, <laughs> we 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 we've decided to uh to do a quick break from Picard and talk about all this stuff because uh because some of you are not watching Picard and you guys have probably not listened to our Picard episodes. So um we are going to be touching on something that is that that is tangential to Picard. And yes. so what we are going to pledge to do is to spoil as little as possible, as as including possible. anything from the first episode. We're going to try really hard. There are some things I'm going to have to say about the show, and I'm going to spoil it now. So if you want to stay 100% absolutely spoiler-free, I hope you enjoyed our discussions. Of, of That's why we did all these discussions up front that we wanted to do, to give you a little trek off um, in case you missed us. Um, if you haven't seen Picard, be not afraid. We are not going to spoil giant issues in the show, but we are going to have to talk about necessarily a couple of things in the show that are brought up. They're that not huge, and, and they're not right. the big aha moments. We're not going to bring up the big no. aha moments here, but... You may have little moments spoiled if you listen from this point forward, at which point we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. So we've now said that. If you haven't seen it, it is okay to stick around because we're not going to do big stuff. All right? You've been warned. Three, two, one. Okay. Picard <laughs> deals with, in, in a very big way, um, the question of AI. We talk a lot about dead data. You know that because you've seen the trailers, I assume. Um, yeah, and, and, at a bare and, minimum, and, you know that. Like if you if you see the trailer, so and, it's not and, really a spoiler. And, <laughs> and and Picard is dealing with things having to do with data, and I won't say anything more than that, except to say there are a faction of people, and I won't say what or who or what they're about, but who have a huge problem with uh, with AI creatures, with creatures uh, um, like data or like the Doctor. Um, or like a lot of things that we've seen in Star Trek that we're going to talk about today. Um, and there is, on behalf of some of them, a fear, a maybe justified fear, of, of what they are, what they could represent, whether or not they are, they, they are a danger, and whether or not our, our 
I guess, indifference or even maybe sometimes cruelty to them, whether or not that could possibly be justified in that, you know, every species has the has the responsibility to maintain itself and to prolong its own life. You know, the certainly the you know, if there's the if the lion's pack and the tiger's pack are fighting for the same food, the tigers are not gonna have any problem killing the lions, nor it's gonna happen vice versa. You know, every species for themselves, I guess. Um, but then it gets to the question of of you know Picard in particular as a man and and Starfleet as an institution were supposed to stand for higher ideals. The idea was supposed to be if it meant the destruction of all mankind, you stuck to your morals anyway. Um, and and what does that mean and what's the fallout from that? So based on that, um, and based specifically on the fact here's a minor spoiler that Picard does specifically reference the character of Bruce Maddox. And yeah. I'm not going to say in what way that it does, but Bruce Maddox um, from Measure of a Man, mm -hmm. he's also who Data's writing to in the great episode Data's Day. Um, he's writing to, to Maddox in that. And he, got, he, he factors into Picard in a way that I'm not going to describe. Um, but it really got Alex and I thinking, we were talking before this, this show, about the implications of AI both in the Star Trek universe as we've seen it prior to Picard and also kind of in other fictional and cinematic universes and our own um, where we live now. And because we're track off, I'm gonna start on something I've wanted to ask since like, since you brought this up. And I was like, I gotta ask this on the show because this is the most Star Trek question to ask, which is how do you feel about, about having sex with realistic sex bots? Not you, whether or not you would do it. And I'm not talking about a vibrator or... or, or, or I, I don't even, I don't even, you know what? I'm not even worried about whether or not I'm talking about me. I think it's a great idea. Okay, so there are a contingent of people who feel that it is in some way a little rapey because you have... Because it can't be, say no. Because, because it can't say no. And because it resembles, it resembles a human person. And because it is maybe sure. even programmed to give you positive reinforcement. That, that I mean, there are thousands. Like, but that's the thing. Ones. So here's the thing, right? Like because it is programmed. Like what's interesting, if you have not seen, um, we're going to talk. If about you don't know right? about sex dolls, I think we've talked about this before, actually, uh, at least tangentially or briefly. Uh, Whitney Cummings is a great comedian. She's hysterical. Um, she has a Netflix special. And she talks very heavily at one point in one of her Netflix specials about sex bots, sort of specifically. She gets one for her soon-to-be husband. It's really funny. It um, looks like her. Yeah, I've seen that special. I've, I've seen it's, that. Isn't it great? And it does. It it's looks just like her. It's, it's creepy. It's disconcerting. It's very... And it, but here's the thing. I walked away from that going, I wish I had one of those. Because my husband works a lot. Like He's gone a lot. <laughs> and it would be nice... To have kind of still him around when he's not around. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, and I wonder, like, and I think about like the, you know, for certain, and there are certain, there are whole contingents of people like military uh, couples that are, you know, and other couples that like one or the other of them travels a lot or is on tour a lot or whatever, what have you. And they're just, they're gone a lot. And that, that idea is the same dimensions and programmed to physically feel and maybe program with their voice and some of the. Yeah. Uh, like to kind it. of, it's, you know, so you're not as without them, like to kind of help you stay connected um, in a way 
that we are able to do now that we didn't have before. Like, think about it. Like, when we came up, like, when, when Skype and, like, video calling first became a thing, like, I will never forget that because I visited my yaya, um, rest her, her soul, uh, in, in Greece, and not all of the family was able to afford the trip, was able to go, um, both be able to afford the ticket and be able to afford to be away from work or what have you to go because it's a long flight. So you can't like just go for a weekend. That makes no sense. Right. So, but what, you know, she's, you know, was at the time in her, in her nineties, it's not I like she had, know where this is going. Cause we're talking about sex bots. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm I know, right. Really, I'm really nervous about where this is going. No, it's please, not going to, please, please, you know, stop it. You, only you, man. Um, well, because so, that's what we're talking. I don't. I don't know where we are. Just let now. me finish, man. <laughs> and then sorry. you're making it gross and weird, and it's my yeah, yeah, and she's dead. Please stop. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. <laughs> Nowhere gross or weird. So it'd, it'd be like going, going. You know, sometimes I just want to murder people, and you're going, yeah. How are your parents? I'm mean, going. What? <laughs> you know, just <laughs> let me finish my my thought through, okay? Jesus, creep man. Uh, <laughs> um, so the, I will never, I will never forget it because of this. Because we went to visit her, and not all of the family, like I said, was able to go. And she was like in her nineties, so she didn't know anything. She didn't have a computer. You know, she didn't have an iPad. She barely had a TV. Like, so I watched my yeah yeah. Like we went and we got like an iPad or something. Like from some, you know, we went to the mall and we like got a device to allow us to Skype with the family that wasn't there. And her reaction well, I mean, and was so incredible. Like she was crying and crossing herself and blessing the Lord. And like, it was for her quite literally a miracle. And so, so let's say, let's say that's, that's why that's, I'm saying this is sort of a natural follow through. Like, so that was this new frontier of our technology allows us now, when we're having to be away from loved ones, look at that. We can not just hear their voice on the phone, but now we can see them and, and get so to see me, their face me, and interact down, with them. So I just feel like this the, is the next step in some ways. Let me take you down the dark, the dark rabbit hole, and I'm going to use Star Trek to do it, okay? Um, you start with that, but then you have Jordy logging in so he can spend time with his mother who is dead because there is a virtual version of her. But then after that, you have Jordy forming a relationship with a fake version of Leah Brahms. That's right. Who is programmed to give the responses that he wants her to give. But then you have Barclay. You have Barclay who has now created versions of the people that he knows because he cannot properly deal with the people in real life, um, right? He's and got some, social and and and, 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 if watch, and if if you watch the different versions he programs, one is sort of realistic versions of them that he interacts with, but he can be strong with. Then it's sort of parodied versions of them. Then it's sort of incredibly parodied versions of them, where she's like, "I am the goddess of empathy." There's a real sexual yeah. overtone. He's at oh, least yeah. being being intimate with, although you don't get the sense that he is me. You don't know whether or not he has had actual sex with them at that point. And right. then you get down to there's an episode of DS9 where where Quark is trying to get hollow scans of Kira because somebody wants to create a holographic version of Kira to 
we assume, because it's quarks, to have right. sex with. Right. Now, here's the thing. Let's go to that extreme, to, to Kira, to, to that. You say, I wish I could make a copy of your husband. Well, somebody, what if somebody else wanted to make that version of your hu- husband? And there are lots of pictures of him. You know, he's been in movies. We've seen how he moves. You know, we have, you know, the, there's lots of video of him. I'm sure if you could find archival footage of your husband everywhere. So let's say somebody used that to create a very realistic version of your husband. They would be within their legal right to do so. You couldn't stop sure. somebody from doing that. Sure. Okay. Now, now, you they would not necessarily have a mold of the genitalia, so it's not, you know, accurate, I guess. But it becomes, at what point... That's a violation of him and, 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 you know, as his wife, I guess you as well. Um, um, if somebody does that. Here's the thing. I, uh, oof. And I may change my mind on this because this is, this is a complex topic that we're, that we're tackling here. And I'm not in any way um, unaware of that. Star Trek makes um, you think about complex topics? No, it, I know, right? But that's what uh, it should do. What, what I will say is, is this. Like, here, here's the thing. Uh, I would rather not know about it, but I don't think I'd be upset because I get it. He is the most perfect man in <laughs> the universe. And okay. I, I think he would sell out if it was a model you could just buy. So I get but it. And if they want also- one, as long as they're not trying to take mine... I, I don't know that I would begrudge someone that perfection if okay, so, so they you if they're also, allowed it. You know what I mean? As, as like people, that's what as, I that's kind of where I'm at. I think but with I, that because I, I can I talk a little bit about because she talks about this in her stand up. So for people who haven't seen it, like there are people there there are a subset of people who basically have made these love dolls um, to their specifications, and they are for all intents and purposes their girlfriend and here's the thing these things may be really advanced like dolls and and ai and and all that but they can't actually brush their own hair do their own makeup okay um, i want to get there i want i want to do there. do like, all I, that I, the, the hygiene I've, stuff and these people lovingly I've, do that stuff for them okay so so let me take it a step further um now, I know you guys. Um, I know you guys personally. I've hung out with you. You guys are the furthest thing in the world from jealous. I've seen, I've seen you let women hang all over your, 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 your man. I've, your, your man has stood right by where in our movie we let other people motorboat your boobs. There is, you, are, you are by no means people I who, mean, I'm who, incredibly jealous, but he's not. Um, okay, but in, in any case, you guys, you, you guys as a, are- I try are, are not, not to be, though. <laughs> are, 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 not, are not terribly possessive when it comes to, to the, the sexual stuff. Emotional stuff, maybe that'd be different, but that's like about yeah. that stuff. It's not something that you guys- So, But what if you were? And you have a right to be, if you choose sure. to be. Um, and, 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 and what if that's something you did not want to be happening? Is that, you know, like there's a world, like when it gets to be Kira- like if it is possible that without her knowledge, they could scan her body through her clothes because they have Star Trek stuff and create an anatomically absolutely correct version of her um, and programmed with her personality. So essentially, somebody could know what it would be like to have consensual sex with her without her consent. That What does that do to Kira? Because now there's a person walking around 
with that knowledge of her, with that sort of like, you know, that I've been into that, you know, I was your ex-boyfriend knowledge, sort of that, that, you know, you, you get to pick and choose who gets to have that knowledge. And now people, but can you have kind of you. don't like, like, don't tell me that you, cause I know I do, um, that you don't regret some of the intimacies or thoughts or whatever sure. you might have shared with past boy, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. So yeah, but there. But I don't see that this is that different. Like you, you at the time. The difference is consent. The difference. The difference. You're right. Uh, Yes, at some point you consented to it, but you wish you could take it back. Sometimes, like ah, I can't believe I. Yeah, but but that's but. So I guess what I'm saying is, like it's dicey. For for instance, for myself, like put if I put myself in Kara's position, there is definitely a part of me, and in that episode in particular. Um, that understands feeling some sense of violation like I didn't say you get to have me and you just decided you want me anyway and so you went about making it happen in a roundabout way but here's the thing you have not at least this is just how I feel about it and again in this moment like could probably change tomorrow uh, but um, in this moment and when I was thinking that episode even uh where you haven't actually violated me personally. All right, so let me let me take like, a step first. I so haven't have, I haven't have, had to contribute to it. I haven't I don't know about it. Maybe if I find out about it afterward. Because here's the thing, it like for instance, in the 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 Barkley episode, like when she finds out about it, she has a, an initial emotional reaction, but then she has a reflective reaction on it and understands, like, hey, that's somebody else's fantasy, and I intruded in in a, in a personal space of yours. Okay, except that you you the 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 two women in that case are both trained doctors who are both trained to deal with dysfunction, and so they are able to take sort of that that you know that okay I can see the therapeutic side of this because they are trained to do that. I don't know. That you know, even I'm trained to do that, and I don't know if I'd be able to. And you go, you go to situations. I think like I Princess. would. That's what I'm we're, saying. We're ta- I think I. We're talking about the internet, right? We go, we go. You had that that um, Jennifer Lawrence. Her her nude pictures were leaked, right? Mm-hmm. That was something outside of her control, and she. Now That's different. Feels, That's okay. actually her. But if somebody creates a, a a picture perfect, every hair is exactly the same recreation of you based of based on scans of you taken outside of your your control then you know there's like at what point does at what point does does jerking it to the memory of of the of of the cheerleader cross over into staring at the cheerleader when she doesn't know when she's in the shower yeah, where does that where does that when you well so that's what i'm saying to 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 me i feel like it is Instead of like, so, hey, here is this safe space, if you will, of your in your own head, kind of, or, you know, you're making a reality for yourself. And, you know, we can debate to, to, you know, to some extent the mental health of that scenario for a person. But then here's the thing. Then they're not stalking that cheerleader. They're not coveting that cheerleader and then killing that cheerleader so no one else can have her. 
Are, right? Aren't like if, they though? So here, so here. If this gonna, can, if this can instead channel like like video games, like for me when I'm on okay, the road so and let, I'm in let, traffic let's, and let's, I just want to kill let's everybody. Let's Star Trek. What, remember the guy in Voyager, uh, Ensign Souter, who is who is the guy, the voice of Chucky, the guy who is um, Worm Tongue in Lord of the Rings. How he was like a murderer, and to deal with him being a murderer, they. Um, they like allowed him times to go into the holodeck and do things. Or you had like the episode where you had the the hydrogen, um, instead of capturing and killing people, they started killing holograms instead. Right. Like that's that's but here's here's the thing, right? If you look at sort of the history of porn and where porn has gone. Porn has gone from people being totally content with watching fake movies where people have sex to everybody wants what now seems like real. So here's where I'm going to cross, you know, we're going to spend one more minute on sex and then cross into even darker territory um, in that in that that people are not going to be satisfied with the bots that look like people. Because as AI gets better, the promise that you're going to have is it seems real. It seems real. And you're going to eventually cross into sort of Westworld territory where in order to seem real, it must have a sense of you. And eventually, as we learn to program this, a sense of who it is. They say, I have a friend of mine who wrote uh, an essay in college about how sex drives technology. The reason that we all have, have high-speed internet was because people wanted porn, littles, porn videos to download faster. And that's why we get Netflix and Hulu now, is because people were impatient waiting for porn videos. Oh yeah, no, I know. I remember um, my friend told me like back at the the time when it was like the Blu-ray versus HD DVD wars. Um, everybody thought HD DVD was going to win out because the every previous time, uh, the the decision was on what format won out was decided by the porn industry. Like whatever they adopted wound up being the thing. And um and it went the opposite way uh, in the case of Blu-ray because they yeah. I I just I just feel like eventually we like when you talk about AI and I'm gonna cross over now out of section into right because here's topic. the problem when does it become its own being I mean, right you already have you already have an issue of how it deals with uh, how it affects us you talk about those people who lovingly like take care of their dolls but their dolls still can't say no and you start having people get more and more trained to take this person they see as a person but the person is entirely compliant and if you can have another person who is entirely compliant to you then we as a species start being able to deal with people that we need to be compliant to them from time to time and and i think that hurts us now what we deal with is we have issues like in the like i said the episode of voyager where we're not going to kill people anymore we're going to kill holograms and eventually to make those holograms seem real you know, okay so not everyone's seen voyager there is an episode uh, called elementary dear data where the holograms oh yes moriarty programs programs someone who has the power to beat data data not holmes yep. data but data. by saying data the enterprise uses there's a giant power drain and the enterprise uses essentially its entire brain to create a self-aware character whose entire purpose is to beat data the problem with doing that is one it's a wonderful thing you've created a new life of a life that likes being alive and wants to remain alive good for you mm -hmm. you've done a good thing also that life is imprisoned and wants to live like the rest of us and can't and can't Oops, now you've got a problem right and, and you had you legitimately want to help like i remember like because at first he's sort of the villain of the piece so to speak but then it, then you realize 
he just wants what we all want. Yeah. So, so and, what do you? But so, so what do they give him though? They give him well, they yeah, give him a life to live out in a simulation, unaware that he's living out his life in a simulation. Eventually, yeah. They, when he comes back, um, much much later, in like season six. Um, right. But it was, mm-hmm. which I think is cool that they basically did that because they said, "Hey, we hear you." Okay, like you don't have to point phasers. You don't have to, you know, threaten anyone. We want you to be able to have a life. We get what's happened here and we don't want you to be trapped and we'll we'll work on it. And until then, the, we need to shut this down because like everybody on the ship is going to die and that doesn't help you either. You know, so well, I he think, acquiesces, I think the, essentially. I think the, the- Probably but then forgets about it because like shit's happening right they're out in space and shit goes yeah. down and so i love that you know it's 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 a callback in a way also to um to con sure because there's yeah possibly an argument to me maybe that he's superior because he was made in order to be able to beat data who is already uh in many ways superior to a human being right so um, the fact that he's angry <laughs> at how much time has passed and you just like put me on pause and the fact that you get to put me on pause and, and how fucked up is that? And so they, but they, their solution is, and that's why I think that, um, the idea of simulation theory and that we're all like living in a simulation is, is becoming more and more prevalent because I mean, let's face it you see things sometimes and you're like, I mean, I've seen some pictures on the internet where it's just like, all like they use too many of the same skin on the cars around. I'm like, man, they're all the same car. Fuck. <laughs> that doesn't happen that, in real life. They fucked up the program. <laughs> I think that, I think there's a, I think there's a real, hmm, let me proceed carefully here. Um, <laughs> there, there's okay. So you have, you, you, minor spoilers for the first episode of Picard. Again, it's not a big deal because you've seen, it in um, the trailer, but you don't know what it is. So I'm going to say minor spoilers for what the, the fate of a minor character from one of the Star Trek movies. I'm saying it in five, four, three, two, one. You see that B4 from Nemesis has been dismantled. He's there and he's been dismantled. We should also assume, based on what we've heard in Next Gen before, that lore is also out there somewhere dismantled. dismantled. Mm-hmm. They have dismantled. The, the way they dealt with lore and with before is to turn them off and take them apart. Even after it's said in Measure of a Man that Data is a person with all uh-huh. the rights that a person has. It's uh-huh. very easy to say that, but but you can't turn off a person. You can't dismantle a person. So we incarcerate and rehabilitate, especially in Star Trek. We supposedly incarcerate and rehabilitate. Even people who've done horrible things are given the chances to, to, to rehabilitate. But uh-huh. when they're machines, they are just dismantled and, um, put, and, away. and put away. And put away. For expediency, and, let's face it, and be, and because the the danger. And that this they is pose. not new. This is not new in Star Trek. I mean, they 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 no. said that Lore was taken apart. Lore did bad stuff, and so he was taken apart. And this happened after after Measure of a Man. After Measure yeah. of a Man happened, where, where well, because it was at, at some point, then you have this. You do. You have this tipping point of like, okay, you want to be humane and, and fair to this life form, but it is. It has no respect for other life forms and is incredibly dangerous. So do you take the chance on incarcerating it and 
treating it just like a person. Yeah. You, and, or and maybe, do you take the, or do you go, hey, because I like, and now you're getting into thing like, I think the like death penalty and like, this is a whole, this is a quite the dark path you've taken us down. Because all right, so I let's, know, let's not, t- let's not take death penalty for us in regular human tricks. That is too dark, but let's say con. Well, because what I'm saying is this, like it, when you have a very dangerous person that we have incarcerated, like to some extent, I understand the idea of being like, hey, like, here's the deal. You're really dangerous and there's no place for you in society. So what do we do? And incarcerating and, you might be dangerous. Like, and it's, it's yeah. I had this conversation like, so over on, to- on Totally Simple. And, and, and just dismantling, turning talk- off lore has got inherent danger to it. Well, so we, we talked find about, him and turn we, him on. We talked like, about how, how Batman always lets, like, Batman will not kill. And because he won't kill the Joker, every single person the Joker kills is sort of Batman's responsibility. Because he yeah. had the opportunity, he had the opportunity, and he knew that the Joker will probably get out one day. And he knew the Joker's going to kill more people because Batman wants to feel good about himself and say, "Well, I don't kill anybody." The Joker gets to go murder some poor schmo someday, and usually a hundred of them. So yeah, like, it's usually a lot of them. If the Joker has killed a thousand people, Batman could have prevented five hundred of them by just saying, "Sorry, Jokester, you're done. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to do this. It makes I'm going to feel bad forever." You know, and yeah. that's I guess that's the that's the 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 Cisco episode in the pale moonlight is kind of like you know all it cost was the self respect of one Starfleet. You know, that's yeah. okay. I get that. I think that we we'll go we'll jump forward. Just uh, I mean, it's all dark when you think about it. You go jump forward to the offspring, which is where Data creates a daughter, Lol. Um, and oh, and and episode. again, I'm not going to push too forward into. And what a fucking you know. make you want to cry your eyes out. I mean, just ugh, the tears. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know that's an episode where where it it was predicated on on Starfleet saying we think the best thing for us would be or for Law would be for us to take her and keep her somewhere safe, and Data decided to fight that. And one could almost argue if Data had not fought that and told Law it was Law it was all going to be okay, Law might have been okay. And if Data had just gone with her, Law might have been okay. And and Data just deciding I'm going to create a daughter on my own and not tell anyone. This this completely un untested. You know, one of the things that that Picard does so well. The show Picard does so well for the character Picard, but I think that any character on Picard would be served from next gen would be served in this way. Picard, you find out on Picard, is not awesome all the time. He's very, very flawed, and you realize he was flawed the whole time. He was flawed oh, yeah. during next gen, and if you look back, Picard makes you look back at next gen and go, "Oh yeah, yeah, actually, kind of yeah." Mm-hmm. Um, I think that data because that, Aaron... that's true of all human beings. Like none of like even the best of us, even the the ones that we but next that gen we you're not allowed up. to be on on next gen. You have to be perfect because you're the crew of the Enterprise. So I love that they're they're able to go not only well he's imperfect now, but if you look back at data back at data, the arrogance to say well I'm data, so I'm going to on my own with no help from anyone create a positronic net with no with no. Like backup with no like like way to deal with it if it dies like it would be essentially like like someone just like if a woman found out she was pregnant deciding to tell nobody 
and then while she knew she was about to give birth, buying no baby supplies, buying no crib, getting nothing ready for the baby, and then having the baby and going, here's the baby. I guess we'll just do whatever. Let it tend bar. We'll see what happens. Like there's 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 the 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 arrogance that Data showed in that moment to go, I I'm just gonna do this alone because I happen to also be an android is is frightening. And I think that should we not also as people yeah but why should he not have and he makes that same argument like no one else has to ask no one has to ask but everyone everyone must be prepared and and it did not seem like he was no they don't no they don't people have babies all the time who are absolutely unequivocally not prepared i think if they were fictional characters on a television show we would frown at them for that um, but that doesn't uh, make it not happen. Sure, it doesn't make it not happen, but it makes it not a great thing to do. Um, and I mean, there's there's a point at which there's a point, at, and here's the thing. I think I think a baby's a great example because right now AI is in its infancy. It's a baby, right? Yeah, now. it's a baby right now. But the thing is, is there's a good kind of parent and a bad kind of parent. A bad kind of parent looks true. at that. A bad kind of parent looks at that baby and says that baby is mine a good parent looks at that baby and says that baby is that baby's and yeah i and i gotta take care of it until that baby can take care of itself because that baby does not belong to me that baby belongs to itself but i gotta take care of it until it can take care of until it can take care of itself and i have to help it it's learn how to take care of itself that was data's daughter but he never looked at her as being her own person. And I think that right now, with AI where it is in its infancy, and you know, we'll spend a second on the whole Terminator idea, but that with AI being in, in its infancy, the idea, and you know what we're going to do because we're fucking horny asshole bastard people. Like, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to use it for sex. The second thing we're going to do is make it as live as we can possibly make it. Yep. And, and at some point, we're going to use it for, what are we going to use it for? What are the two things we need? We're going to use it for sex and we're going to use it for the military, right? That's the two things we're going to do with it. Yep. That's all we're going to do with it. We're gonna, th- we're, or, or whatever other dangerous things that we don't want to risk wanna do. a human life yeah. on. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't want to be rejected for sex. We want to fuck what we want, and we want someone else to do the hard jobs, and we want someone else to do the fighting and the killing and the dying. And eventually, in order to do those things better, we're going to keep imbuing things with the ability to think. And eventually... Yeah, keep iterating and iterating until at what and, point is this thing alive, and now we... Now you get like, to that And that's that what question, we talk about in Measure of Man. We have a slavery. Yes. And, and what is our responsibility to that and yes because we're trek off we we brought up all the sex stuff but i think it's important to note because because that is you know we we don't ask for consent when we kill someone you know like it's like when we kill someone they will never consent we just do it um and and we sort of always necessarily ask for consent when we have somebody do a job and right now we don't have ai doing the 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 plain jobs very much so I think the question comes, like, what happens when, and this is, I guess, the question posed by Westworld, which I guess I'm going to have to watch eventually. Um, oh, my God, you do, dude. You really um, do. <laughs> because, because what happens when- Well, and there's, dis- there's actually a really bad movie that has a great premise that just doesn't ever pan out that is very similar um, 
Uh, it was actually on, it was an, it was on Netflix that I saw it. I don't think it was a Netflix original though. Um, and it had, um, the, the guy who, um, not the very first Punisher, the second Punisher, the one I liked, um, anyway. I didn't, um, not, like I liked the show Punisher, but I didn't like the, the third movie Punisher, the second movie Punisher, you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Whoever anyway, he's in it. Oh, uh, damn it. What is the name of this movie? The premise was basically, so there's like this, and which is why I watched it, there was this whole, um, like, playground, if you will, for if you had the money, it was a vacation spot, and you could do anything there. And it's entirely peopled with these, like, created beings who are essentially, you know, Sims, like, you know the game Sims? Yeah. Of course you do, you've heard reference. It's like Sims, but they're made of flesh and blood and bone. And but that and they have their own friends. They have their own like left their own devices. They'll do stuff. They have jobs, and they are, live in this city essentially. But the people who go to the vacation spot can kill and rape the girls because that's what they want to do because they're fucking sickos. Um, and they can just do whatever they want. There's no consequence because they're not real people, quote unquote. And the idea behind it in theory is hey like in video games like here's your playground you can come in here and do all that stuff that maybe you you get is unacceptable to do out in the world like you can't just kill somebody because you want to you can't just fuck that chick because you think she's hot like but in here you Which can. goes back to the kira argument right but in here you can and the thing is in the in the movie at some point what happens is one of the one of these sims um, like I don't, I'm full disclosure, like on for for Valentine's Day, me and Mr. A, because it was a free game for the <laughs> the month. Um, uh, PlayStation Sims Four, and I hadn't played Sims since like way back, way back in the very first iteration, and it has come a long way. And we like made little Sims of ourselves, and it is kind of remarkable how, based on some questions answered and some stuff done, they behave like us, like. It's crazy. And we've kind of watched it evolve over, you know, the course of playing the game. And it's like, how is it becoming more like, how are they becoming more like us when left to their own devices? Like, when we're not telling them to go do a thing, but because that's a flat surface, Mr. A is going to just leave a, he's going to leave a glass there because that's what he does. Um, <laughs> and then I have to come by and be like, who left this fucking glass here? And like, and that happens in the game and it's fucking creepy. And, and in this, world in this movie what happens is the sim this sim girl who's going about her life starts having like these flashes of memories of being violently murdered of being violently raped and murdered and chased down and all this crazy like and and it's an aberration and it doesn't normally happen and they find out about it and then they try to kill her and it's this whole thing like so conceptually it's a very interesting like brings up a lot of interesting ideas and the guy that I was talking about from the fucking Punisher whose name I still can't remember and it's really bothering me because I'm going to remember as soon as we're done um, is basically a cop in the real world that he's like trying to solve a, a murder a spree of murders I think in fact and he thinks it's this you know really rich entitled guy who frequents this establishment. And he's like, he is not satisfied anymore with doing it in there. He's, he thinks he can just do it wherever he wants. And this place is, and that's his position on this place. It's 
only bringing down society. It's a cesspool of all the horrible things that enter human minds and it is blurring the line and making people think even when they're not in there, they can fucking behave that way. And it's, and it's trashing the real world. So like conceptually, it's a really interesting movie. Um, Ultimately, the actor, it falls the actor's flat. name, by the way, is Ray Stevenson, I guess. No, the second Punisher, Thomas Jane. Yes, Thomas Jane. Thank you. So that, that's the guy from the from when you say the second Punisher movie, you mean not the one with Dolph Lundgren. You mean this, the, not the third Punisher movie. Dolph Lundgren's the first Punisher. Yes. And then Thomas Jane's the second one. And then right. this guy's in Punisher Warzone. And then you had the show. Right. I, the guy from Warzone. No, I didn't like him. I like Thomas Jane and Dolph Lundgren. Those are the only, and the guy from the show. Those are the Punishers I like. Got it. Third movie, Punisher's no good. Just, I mean, he's fine, I guess. He's just not in, that interesting. That movie wasn't that good, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, Thomas Jane plays that this character. And there's somebody else, there's another really big name in it. And I think it might be Bruce Willis, who runs like whoever it is that runs the the city, I don't know, uh Disneylandish place. <laughs> um and of course there's like you know, there's lobbies that they have in the government to keep going to get you know, allowances for what they're the name doing. of the movie the name of the movie is Vice. Yes, that's um, exactly what it's called. It's from 2015. It's got a four <laughs> out of two, four point two out of ten. So it looks yeah, like it's not it a very is a good bad movie. movie. I'm telling you, it like conceptually was so cool. Well, like hearing about like it, it sounds, it sounds really sounds interesting, like right? It sounds like Westworld. <laughs> it sounds a lot like Westworld. Yeah, then um, you want to see it, and then you're like, what? Ha- what? And then about halfway through, she escapes, and it just it turns into a really bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, this had such potential. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But yes, that is the that is the question. That is the at what point are these creations no longer our creations? Like even in video games, like I said, they've become the, the AI necessary. Like I've played video games my whole life, and I have watched the AI, like particularly in the last in, a lot of times guys, in first in person shooters. Fifteen years. Let's be yeah. really really clear what we're talking about. Like like oh yeah I yeah. I remember. I remember. I remember playing like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three like 20 years ago and it was just like they looked real there's no kind of ai going on at all and now there are games where literally like the game evolves around you and the yes. way that technology works it does not evolve in a straight line it evolves exponentially so what took 10 years then takes 5 then takes 2.5 then takes 1.25 mm-hmm. that's what happens so wherever yeah. ai is now but the the distance that ai had to travel from 20 years to now it will probably travel in the next three years. And the way it's going, um, you know, I have a friend who, who, who says, you know, we're not there yet, but when we get there, we'll know because at that point, the computers will be going so fast, it will take them less than an hour to figure out that they need to destroy all of us. Yeah. Like they will, or, or they won't, or they decide they won't. But computers will make the decision about whether or not to destroy us in like the first hour after they become self-aware because they'll just go, they will play all the variables and they will be, they will be a thousand times more advanced than they were the hour before the minute that they that they become aware. Yeah. I mean this is this is is happening. There's a great there's a great movie that not everybody saw with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson called called Her about Oh, yeah, Scar- I wanted to see that actually. It's no, really interesting because she is essentially an AI Siri um that that keeps evolving. Um and it's about 
how we can interface and have a relationship and can we possibly have an interface in that relationship, a relationship which is starts out with her being sub- subservient to him. She's self-aware but subservient. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and subservient sexually, subservient, but she's just a voice, but in every way. And then as the movie goes on, because she is an AI and is evolving, things change because yeah. that they, they necessarily, they necessarily would. Um, I think we have to talk about Terminator just a little bit. Um, because what do we do then if we see that AI is becoming advanced to the point where we know it's going to decide to destroy us and we can stop it from advancing by essentially erasing or eliminating the AI once it gets to a certain point? There is a, I guess, you could write a code or something. I don't know. I know nothing about programming. But if you could write a code... Trying to limit the... that, That said, once an AI reached a certain level of complexity... It its code is deleted. It's yeah. It's like it's like wiped clean and starts from scratch. It dies for lack essentially of for all yeah for lack. Well, of which is term. what they were trying to do to the to the the woman in Vice, right? That's what they're they're like. Okay, you've reached complexity to the point where you can no longer exist within the, within the system. Um, right. And and of so course that complexity would be the point when when it becomes self self aware. So essentially, you you let it grow to the point where it's alive, and then you kill it. Um, it's it's you know it's it's a fascinating. I I love that Star Trek is willing to to comment on it. Um, I want to. I, I mean, just, I think they. I think that there's no way they they can't just because of how prevalent it has become. Like I said, I mean, there there are whole and this I don't understand because it's like why have the video game at all? There are a whole slew of games now on usually on mobile that like play themselves and that's kind of what they tout themselves as and i'm like i'm not sure what the point is like if it's gonna play itself then i don't i mean it's it's kind of like watching war games when he's just playing chess or thermonuclear war by itself it's not terribly interesting um (laughs) just seeing a computer play out a bunch of different scenarios just you sit back and do nothing um so but we have the ai to do that and like I said, I've seen just in the games I played, like first person shooters and such, where, you know, they'll just, they went from a place of they just stand there and you'll stand there and shoot them and they don't get cover. They don't try to flank you. They don't, you know, there's no tactics. They'll just stand there and get shot to like complex maneuvers and they've, they're, talking to each other telling each other they're changing out their you know load out they're you know reloading they flank they you know they do all this complex shit now um that necessitates ai to happen and we have like roombas like little robots that can map out your entire house and floor plan and and like clean it and then go back to bed or home so to speak on its little dock um so what, at what point, like this stuff is just, it's, it's a part of our lives. It's completely integrated into our lives now. And especially with, you know, every phone has a Siri or a Google assistant. And you know what I found interesting is I, I find that I want the way I want to talk to Siri. Cause I think I'm like, maybe she would under, actually understand me if I spoke more computer. Like I don't want to say things like, <laughs> Hey, what movie was blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, hey, what movie was Thomas Jane in in 2016? Like, I don't want to say that to Siri because she's always fucking wrong. She never gets it right. Like, she's useless. I I can't stand it. But if I could say, like, give me a description of a beetle. Like, I feel like she, if, would she give me a better, like, instead of saying, hey, what's a beetle? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, we've done all this stuff, though, to make it more like it's just like talking to a thing or another person. But I kind of want them. It's learning. It's learning. Because guess what? We are. But it's not learning well, then. (laughs) No, it's just starting. We are. We are (laughs) unsat. We are all expressing how unsat. We are all complaining, right? And Amazon's listening, and they're making it better. And they're making it better. And how do they make it better? They improve its intelligence so that it can. It's it figures out what you mean. So. Oh yeah, like I some of the uh, some of the stuff I've seen for Google Assistant is. Uh, horrifying and like wowing uh, simultaneously. So at what point is it, you know, do we have a responsibility to it or should we fear it? You know, because that's. Yeah. Or should we not, should we, should we stop? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like at what point do we, do we go, okay, so this is a pretty comfortable level where they have enough to like do basic tasks, but they're not like thinking and contemplating the universe or their place in it. Um, I don't, I don't know what that place is and yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that place is either. I think it's, it's, I don't know if it's right for us to decide either. Like I, even though we are the ones who ultimately set this fucking ball rolling. Oh, and I think that's I the thing about Star Trek is they, you know, even though ultimately the ball was started rolling, like then what you got to deal with the fallout and we're not perfect. Yeah. And well, I mean, neither and, is and, the yeah, AI. And, that we see that that we here's the thing like i have to i have to imagine anything that's made of us is inherently going to have some of our imperfections right well no it doesn't and here's my so 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 here's my concern right look at every sociopathic killer you've ever seen in movies right they're single minded they don't they you know they especially in movies they they you now you have you know your your ted bundys and stuff who are trying to fulfill more you know more something car- carnal carnal desires but the 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 ones who are out there doing like the mass shootings and stuff like that like it's it's they got one thing on their mind and that's just murder 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 and the thing about humans right why aren't we perfect because we want to eat you know and we want to and we want to drink we want to get drunk and we want to come and we want to we want to <laughs> kick back we want to watch some tv and we want to smoke up and we want to you know we are driven by all these desires to essentially stimulate like the thalamus in our brain like to just go like like we want endorphins <laughs> give them to us even the people who run fucking marathons we want endorphins give us endorphins right now <laughs> you know but you remove that and how much time do we spend Wanting the and we want to sleep. We need to sleep a third of the time. Like we get to the end of the day and think of how much more we get done if we just didn't have to sleep and we never wanted to eat and we didn't need to take a break and we didn't want to do anything fun. We didn't have to go to the and, bathroom. And like. we didn't and we and we didn't and, and we and we weren't driven all the time by a sexual desire. And we're like, imagine if all that was gone and we just like this is what we want to achieve. And come to think of it, anything that stands in the way of us achieving that's kind of not so great. Well, why should that be there? Now, normally what we do is we go to sleep, we sleep on it, we wake up in the morning, we're like, yeah, I could deal with a good breakfast. And then it, uh, then we're like, well, whatever I was worried about last night, it's not such a big deal because, you know, I, got, I had my coffee and uh, I'll deal with it later. It's an uncomfortable time. We, we get uncomfortable with the, with, the, with the hard stuff once we get back to our pleasure centers, right? We get back to our pleasure centers and then going back to the hard stuff, it's like, I don't really want to deal with that. Let's just do something else. And, and what do you have when when they don't have our imperfections? They're not driven by our animalistic desires, and suddenly they just are focused on what they want to do, and they absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. <laughs> right? Because I mean, it, it's very hard to look at 
the human population and and I mean not not see it the way that it were described in the Matrix. You know, there is another organism that follows this behavior. You know what it is? Yeah. A virus. You consume. Like, what do you do? What do you, what do you, what do you do with AI? That has nothing that it wants except to survive. And then, you know, then you get to situations where you have, uh, you know, get into more, con- I, we could talk about this all day, because then you get to Tron, right? And specifically Tron 2, specifically Tron Legacy, which that and the cartoon that went along with it pr- presents so many interesting questions. Because specifically, uh, Tron Legacy deals with the the idea of, um, oh, I forget what Cora was, um, but the 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 new creations within it that evolve on their own. Right. You know, that, that are not created. Like, what happens with them? And what happens when, like, Flynn created Clue, right? And Clue was programmed, again, misprogrammed, and the way Moriarty was, create the most perfect system. That's what Clue was programmed with. Create the most perfect system. So Clue says, okay, the way to do that is, one, eliminate the users, two, enslave the system, three, bring the system into the real world because it is also imperfect, and we need to correct its imperfections, too. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I think, I think first of all, I think Tron Legacy, um, while it is slow in parts and is Im- imperfect in many of the ways the original Tron is imperfect, I think it is a, it's a film that bears really close a rewatching for its how visually amazing it is, but scrutiny, you know, you have to look past the fact that the lead actor is not awesome, but, but scrutiny specifically for the ideas that it presents. These are, these are, you know, you go into the society of, of the AI and the fact that they develop their own carnal pleasures. They had, they also want downtime. They also want to have fun. They also, because they're programmed in our image, and then you have mm-hmm. the one program that wants to disallow it. Like, what happens when computers want to have fun? When they go, well, yeah. Well, be- what does that look like? And are we in the way of it? Like, yeah. Or, or you look at you look at data specifically. What if you know the one thing that Soong had right is is and wrong is in order to be perfect, data's main function. In order to be perfect, you must you must do, do your best to be human. Lore took the worst part of humans to do that. Data took the best part of humans to do that, but yeah. and in doing that, data pursued, you know, everything from sex to painting to eating to cooking to tending bar. He wanted to do all of that stuff. Um, lore is just like, well, you know, I like all humans are ambitious, and I'm just going to, you know, use my ambition. Um, what is AI going to be like? Once it wants stuff, who are we to deny it? I know it's really. I mean, I mean, again, we've got an hour and a half on this, and I can't split I this episode in half because we got to get back to Picard next week. So no, you can get we the do. Full double sided. Uh, uh, we could do another hour on this, guys. We haven't even. Like, I think we could talk. Like, there, I mean, this is just—it's such a vast contemplation. <laughs> there are so many places in which we contemplate it that, yeah, this. I mean, this conversation is definitely. I, one that I think we, keep, we can keep and will keep coming back to, just because by virtue of the world we live in, like we even even in early sci-fi, um, it's something that we were curious about, and now that we've got the tech, and we're you know sort of almost there, it's even more relevant. So yeah, it's mind blowing. Yeah, say the least. Just, it's heady, heady <laughs> stuff. Um, yes. Listen, if you guys are not watching Picard, uh, I go back to what I said at the beginning. Watch it. It is. In my oh, opinion, it's so good! It's maybe the best show on TV, as far as I'm concerned. Um, there's a there's a line I can't talk about it here, in the fourth episode that we will talk about. I don't want to spoil it for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, but there was a line that I had to stop the show, and take a breath, and go, 
that's where we are as a as a people, as at least as Americans and maybe as a species, that's where we are. And holy shit. Um, and, and the same thing, you know, the fact that, you know, Star Trek, and as wonderful as Discovery is, and it's wonderful, it gives us a lot of the adventure, right? Star Trek was two things, you know, especially the original series was two things. It was rip, roaring, pure, you know, you know, punch in the face. It was adventure and it was cerebral. It's, it's, it was, it was was the perfect, it was the perfect thing, actually, that CBS, um, or NBC at the time, sorry, um, did not let Roddenberry do just the cerebral thing. And so Roddenberry was forced to have the stupid action show and then have the thinky thinky show. And and Discovery is not stupid by any stretch, but but really stimulates more of the action. Um yeah. and 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 if not action and this is much more the contemplative show. If, this if, is if, the more if not action show. than the heart stuff. I mean because there's a lot of heart there's a lot of feeling in Discovery, yeah. which is fine. That. It's, I mean, that's, that's absolutely good. Um, there's a lot of feeling in Picard too, but this is a show yes. that, that says, let's contemplate some hard questions. And this is one of the ones that's brought up in the show. Let's contemplate some hard questions because, because you know, I mean, I guess we'll talk about this after we, maybe we'll, I don't know if we'll hit this one because we're going to have three episodes of Picard to just review. Um, but maybe the episode after next, I would like to have a question, a show where we talk about the hard question of what do we do with a group of people that has wronged us. You know, what do we do with the Germans after World War II, right? And what what mm-hmm. necessarily must be done with us as a people once America is no longer on top? Because nobody stays on top forever. What must be done with us when when one day somebody else looks at us as the one who did the wronging? Um, and, and, you know, that's a question that Picard asked big time is what do we do with, you know, with the people who were... They were bad. They did bad stuff. And what do we do with them? Is a question that I think is is I really want to talk about because Oh yeah, it, and it, it's and it's something that they've they've certainly that has been talked about in Star Trek before and it's a compelling yeah, question. That's I mean, why, it's why it's, Star it's, Trek it's something... 6 is, you know, how do enemies, you know, how how do enemies reconcile especially when you can legitimately go even to individuals go you what do you do with the Kira Narises of the world? Right? Mm-hmm. What do you do with with, you know, with, with you know they they did terrible things that now that they're back in polite society they can't believe that they ever did that are abhorrent but seemed necessary at the time whether or not they were what do you do when the when the bullets must necessarily stop flying is a question that Picard is asking in many major ways from many different points of view is a question I think that Picard is I think it's probably a question that is the most emblematic of the theme of the show. And I want to talk a lot about it, but not yeah. next episode. I think next episode we're just going to have to do. Well, and, three and you know what? In the meantime, people, please, like, um, you know, go on the Facebook group and, you know, share your thoughts on that. Yeah. Like, and catch up with Picard. I'm curious. Favor, guys. If any of you, you know, can, like, just get so caught up on Picard. Yeah, like, yeah, join, join in. I mean, and even if you like, like in this episode, we've, we've covered a whole lot of topics and ideas and stuff like Fucking chime in, you know. Let us know. Like, kill them all if that's what you think, or if you're like, yeah. no, that's terrible. Like, I like like this. This is the kind of stuff that I think we're meant to to be discussing. And while it's awesome for Justin and I to discuss it amongst ourselves, um, get involved. Like, yeah. I'm curious yeah, know. to get as many like we, points we of view not. on this because we're all in this world together. You know, like yeah, we have not come up with any answers. I don't. I don't know. No. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and maybe somebody has an answer. Like, if you have the answer, if you think you have the answer, fucking raise your hand i'm curious i want to know yeah, like it's 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 easy to see both sides 
of of all of these, and it's 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 one of these things where I, I really find myself torn because I, it's not like I see both sides like both sides are right. This is one of those things like, gosh, both of these things are very wrong. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, I'm wrong. just kind of like I don't know what the fuck to do. Well, this, this, um, <laughs> no. You know what? Here, you fix this. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's what we're saying. We're saying we're not we're not smart enough, guys. We're just yeah, not, we're, not we're saying hey, uh, help us out. <laughs> we we'd, we'd like to, but we we need to. Watch sci-fi, tell dick jokes, and drink too much whipped cream vodka. That's, that's what we gotta do. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what we have to do. So you we're very, should, uh... very busy. <laughs> All right. My name is Justin. <laughs> and my name is Alexia. Trigger, trigger, bitches.